Welcome to Talk World Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. This week on Talk World Radio, we are talking about No War 2022, an online event planned for July 8th to 10th. Our guest, Greta Zaro, is Organizing Director of World Beyond War, where I'm Executive Director, so we are colleagues. Greta is based in upstate New York, where she and her partner run Unadilla Community Farm, a nonprofit organic farm and permaculture education center. Greta Zaro, welcome back to Talk World Radio. Thanks for having me, David. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for all the work you're constantly doing. What What is No War 2022? Yeah, so every year World Beyond War hosts an annual conference. Um, we've been doing this since 2016, I believe. Um, so No War 2022 is our next iteration this year of our conference. And of course, things look a little bit different um, now with the pandemic. Um, we've had to go virtual with our conferences over the past two and a half years or so. Um, and that has actually offered us um, a an interesting experience because we've been able to kind of make our conference um, more international. In the past, we used to go to a certain area. So we had a conference in Toronto, a conference in Ireland, a few conferences in Washington, D.C. Um, but now it's sort of the, the the silver lining of turning it into a virtual event entirely um, is that it's been much more international. Last year's conference had 33 uh, nations represented, and we're hoping for that kind of diversity this year as well. Um, and along with that, you know, the conference, it's different than a webinar. You might be familiar with World Beyond Wars webinars that we do almost every week. Um, but the conference is different. It's three days of activities um, and really has different types of activities. So we have panel discussions, um, discussion sessions that are more interactive and brainstorming sessions. Um, we have workshops and trainings and live music. Um, and then we're actually hosting it on a new platform called Zoom Events, uh, which is a little bit of an expanded form of Zoom. And it has uh, networking. So uh, similar to a conference, you can sort of virtually bump into someone and have a conversation. Um, and it also has expo booths too, which was something that was kind of a popular feature of World Beyond Wars in-person events, where lots of organization would set up their booth and you could visit and talk with different groups. Uh, so we'll be kind of recreating that virtually as well. Uh, so that gives you a little bit of a sense of the conference experience. Um, and this year's theme, uh, which I'm sure we'll delve into, uh, is resistance and regeneration. And that's a really uh, inspiring theme to me personally. Um, and we'll get into what that means. But essentially, it's this notion of as we resist the institution of war and we're calling for the end to all war, we also need to look at what does the world beyond war look like and how can we get there and... Um, We'll be sharing inspiring examples of people around the world who are trying to, you know, basically recreate uh, what a peaceful and just and green world would look like in their communities. How is uh, how is talking to people about that uh, going in a moment when there's a war on television? I mean, as you know, Greta, there's always five, 10, 15 wars going on, but often uh, in certain parts of the world, nobody knows that. Uh, and now we're talking about no war. 
when there suddenly is a war uh, because it's on TV? Um, are you are you finding uh, it to be a little bit different experience uh, talking mm-hmm. to people? Yeah, well, I think that this conference theme is very inspiring. And part of the reason why we've chosen this theme um, is because in my years as an organizer, um, I find that many people are feeling burned out. You hear that term a lot, activist burnout. Um, People are feeling depressed by the state of the world. And yes, this Ukraine conflict is just another another iteration of the institution of war at work. And so that's why this theme gives me hope. And I think that's why people are, you know, signing up and excited about it. Um, Because, again, we're looking at both that resistance piece, which is crucial to end ongoing conflicts, to reduce military budgets, to shut down military bases, to divest uh, from war. But then that other piece, that tangible positive action, whether that's, um, you know, creating community gardens, um, for example, in Italy and Vincenza, um, they were able to slow down the expansion of a military base. And in a part of the area that was supposed to be a military base, they created a peace park for the community. Um, So different examples like that. And I think that especially in these times with climate change, the pandemic, another war, etc., people are yearning for these tangible positive examples to keep us going. And and there is going to be something of a of a real world bit to this conference uh, in that there's some part of it is going to come from activities happening on the ground in Montenegro in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's the Save Sinyavina campaign, uh, which has been featured on this radio show. Um, and that is an ongoing campaign in Montenegro where they are working to preserve this just beautiful grassland, mountain pasture area. It's near a UNESCO site. It's the site of this community um, that has been like this kind of nomadic tribe there and farmers for generations. Um, And unfortunately, NATO is trying to put a military training ground there. Um, And so the campaign has has sort of risen up um, and they did a, a, a camp out uh, for many months and they were able to successfully block the NATO military training ground for now, uh, but it's not over yet. And so we've been supporting them over the past two years or so through a petition campaign, through featuring their work uh, in different ways. Um, and so we're partnering with them again um, because they're doing a series of actions in July in Montenegro. Uh, they'll have different educational events and actions. Um And so we said, let's kind of put it together because we like to have that um, sort of direct action component of our conferences too. It's it's not just the education and the training and the networking, but we usually pair our conferences with a tangible action that people can take, whether that's a protest or a rally or something like that. Um, And so since we were virtual, we said, how can we do that? Um, And we partnered with the Save Sinyavina campaign. So as our conference is going on, uh, they're going to be zooming into the conference and sharing different panels and workshops. um, And then we'll be able to see what they're doing there on the ground uh, and we'll be able to kind of interact with them in that way. Uh, And we're currently sort of exploring with them what that might look like and ways that people even virtually can support them, uh, whether it's signing the petition or tweeting about the campaign or other ways that we kind of, uh, as a conference, you know, body of hundreds of people can amplify their work. 
So we're speaking with Greta Zaro, organizing director at World Beyond War. So this uh, No War 2022 is going to be accessible to anybody who's gotten familiar with Zoom over the past couple of years, but it's going to have these extra features. Can you describe a little bit what the networking is and what the what the expo mm -hmm. booths are? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's called Zoom Events. It's a new expanded platform that Zoom has developed. I think as they've seen some other competitor platforms moving in this direction, Zoom realized it needed to step up its game uh, and do that too. Um, so the panels, the workshops, that will look very similar to what people are familiar with in terms of a Zoom meeting or webinar experience. Um, but then on top of that, uh, basically once you log in to the conference platform, there'll be kind of a landing page or a hub. And there you'll see, um, you know, the schedule, what's happening at the moment. Um, and you'll be able to network with people one-on-one -on -one virtually, like mini video sessions or chat sessions with people. Um, and then the expo booths are similar. You'll see kind of this landing page, for lack of a better word, with different icons. And you can click on those different icons and visit different organizational booths and enter a booth and you'll be able to talk live with someone on video who represents that organization. Uh, and there will be a chat box as well for asking questions and links and other information about their work. And people can sign up to host one of those booths? Yes, uh, we are currently requesting um, endorsers and sponsors. If anyone is interested who's listening in, um, you can go to the website, which is worldbeyondwar.org slash nowar2022. And there you'll see all of the information in terms of how you can register as an individual or if you want to endorse or sponsor. Um, so sponsorship comes with uh, a fee and there's like a different sliding scale of different fees that you can pay to sort of unlock uh, different benefits. So if you want a booth or if you want an ad in the conference program, that kind of thing, you'll see all of those different options for sponsorship. So let's talk about what some of the, the sessions and workshops are going to be. I know there's, there's one about unarmed civilian protection, which seems to be a topic uh, grossly missing from the, the, the consciousness of just about everybody. I mean, we've had the past few months of, but we have to fight war or send weapons to war or nothing. Those are all of the choices in the whole list of choices, right? And, and so I think it's it's wonderful that there's going to be a session about, about unarmed civilian protection, but maybe you can explain a little bit what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the unarmed civilian protection session is part of the discussion sessions portion of the conference. Um, and particularly those discussion sessions, there'll be about four or five of them simultaneously. Um, we're calling them models for the just transition. And we're going to be talking about different models that could be implemented to get us to that world beyond war. And so one of those exactly is unarmed peacekeeping. Um, you know, And we're going to have uh, John Ruer of World Beyond War and Charles Johnson of Nonviolent Peace Force teaming up um, to facilitate that session. And because it is a discussion session, they will kind of share their experiences and then we'll open up to hear from the audience members. Have you participated in this? You know, could this work in your community? Kind of brainstorming the efficacy of it. Um, 
And they'll be speaking from their personal experience. So John Ruhr, as some listeners might know, uh, is on World Beyond War's board of directors and spent about four months in South Sudan with nonviolent peace force practicing unarmed civilian peacekeeping. So he has direct experience in a conflict zone of what that can look like and how it can be effective. Um, And then Charles is based in Chicago and works with nonviolent peace force domestically. Um, And so he'll be talking about ways that we can implement this kind of thing, even if you're not, you know, in a violent conflict zone or in a war zone, uh, you know, if you're at a rally. And of course, we've seen over the past two years in the U.S. these very heated uh, rallies and riots and, you know, lots of sort of political tension in this country and in other countries as well. Um, So thinking about how can we kind of implement de-escalation tactics and, you know, unarmed peacekeeping tactics in those situations too. And, and unless things have changed dramatically, I would expect uh, numerous questions to the effect of, but how would this happen in Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we will have Yuri, who's on our board, uh, who is in Ukraine, in Kyiv. Um, he will be part of the conference, too, in terms of the um, opening remarks on the first day of the conference. Yuri will sort of center the conference in the current moment and talk about you know, what's happening from his firsthand experience in Ukraine and how that connects to World Beyond War's work and connects to the conference theme and why this work is so important right now. Yeah, terrific. Yeah, Yuri Shelyashenko has been doing a wonderful job of speaking out from Ukraine. Um, and there and there are other discussions, other sessions uh, about transition and conversion and moving from a war economy to a peace economy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, each session tries to uh, reflect that theme of resistance and regeneration. Um, So, for example, we have a divestment session, which is one of my favorites. That's kind of the the aspect of World Beyond War that I helped to lead is our divestment campaign. Um, And so we're going to hear not only divestment strategies in terms of, for example, divesting municipalities or universities from extractive industries, whether that's weapons or fossil fuels, but then also that second piece, the reinvestments of how can we then reinvest that money that's been divested into efforts that support the community and different what's called community investing strategies. Um, so that's just one example, but you'll see throughout the whole schedule, there's this kind of dichotomy of this resistance and regeneration Um Another example for uh, is the education session with Phil Gittins of World Beyond War um, and Carmen Wilson of Demilitarize Education. And they'll be again kind of talking about this notion of demilitarizing education. What does that look like? For example, how many universities get sponsorships from weapons companies and then that influences their curriculum. Uh, So demilitarizing education. But then that second piece, too, of how can we insert anti-war messaging and pro-peace messaging into the curriculum as well. So you'll see that kind of back and forth throughout all of the sessions. And and a lot of these, Greta, are going to have uh, success stories as models for others, right? Stories of people actually preventing bases or partially preventing bases or divesting money uh, or reforming uh, educational institutions, right? So, it, I mean, it's it sounds like a lot more success stories, in fact, than one might expect from the general uh, mass media, in which I don't think you ever hear of a single one uh, in terms of, of, of achieving peace, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that's exactly the point. Yes, this conference, as we talked about earlier, is really about um, finding that nourishment, finding that encouragement and giving hope to this work and through these positive examples, big and small, around the world of people who are actually making these changes. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the entire conference is, you know, just kind of full of those real world examples. The people who will be speaking are organizers, educators, activists, journalists uh, who have all of this firsthand experience to share with us. Who are, are all of the speakers lined up already? And who are, who are some of the speakers that we might uh, have heard of or that we should have heard of? <laughs> Uh, we're, you're fine. We're finalizing some of the details. So not everything is up on the conference website yet. Uh, but a lot of it is there already. Um, again, you can go to worldbeyondwar.org slash no war 2022 to see the full schedule. Um, I think one of the speakers that's worth noting, we've talked about a few already, um, but one of them that people might have heard of is Miriam Pemberton, uh, who is quite kind of well known in anti-war circles for her work with economic conversion. She's the founder of the Peace Economy Transitions Project. Um, and so she'll be leading a panel, which we're calling Swords into Plowshares, Transforming the Arms Industry Towards a Peace Economy, and talking about, you know, again, real world examples uh, of cases where uh, weapons facilities have been transformed into manufacturing other things. Uh, and then also, you know, how we can learn from those examples moving forward and transform the whole industry. Miriam Pemberton works at Institute for Policy Studies, right? And, and is about to publish a, a new book on this topic? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Coincidentally, her book is coming out in early July when the conference is. So I'm sure she'll be pulling from the book, uh, which is about examples of conversion from wartime industries. Uh, another session uh, is going to deal with regenerating uh, land after war, after the environmental destruction of, of war. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think you're talking about the panel on Sunday, is that right? The resisting and regenerating in the aftermath of war? Right. Yeah. Um, so that one's going to be really, really interesting. Um, we'll have a number of people who are, you know, who have experienced conflict uh, or war firsthand. Um, and in the face of that, again, this duality of how they have resisted violence in a nonviolent way, um, and then how they have started in little ways to, to regenerate in their communities. And in particular, I'm thinking of the Afghan refugees uh, who are now in Portugal um, and in Afghanistan in the midst of you know, sanctions, war, um, they were able to start to create a permaculture community using different sustainable practices to grow their own food and other techniques like that. And then, unfortunately, with the return of the Taliban, they faced a lot of persecution because of their alternative practices and their peace activism. And so they've now moved to Portugal and are being supported by a community of people there who are doing you know, farming and other community-centered work together. Um, so that's just one example uh, for that panel, but we'll be sharing some really interesting stories like that of people who are directly confronted with violence in ways that they've responded, you know, non-violently and regeneratively to that. 
We're talking with Greta Zaro about No War 2022 coming up in July. You can go to worldbeyondwar.org slash no war 2022. Um, one of the, t- there are a, a lot of topics and we can't talk about them all, but people can find them on the website. Uh, but one I want to mention deals with, with media and journalism and peace media as opposed to warmongering media. Uh, this seems so crucial. Um, what what is that going to involve? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's also on the third day of the conference, Sunday, July 10th, we'll have a series of workshops. And one of those we're calling How to Challenge Mainstream Media Bias and Promote Peace Journalism. Um, and it's featuring some really well-known um, players in this field. We have Jeff Cohen of FAIR.org. We have Stephen Youngblood of the Center for Global Peace Journalism and Drew Ojajay of The Breach. Um, and again, modeling that theme of resistance and regeneration, we'll start out with Jeff um, Cohen of FAIR.org talking about the way that FAIR um, exposes mainstream media bias. And if you're familiar with FAIR's work, you'll notice that what they often do is they go through and they point out how various mainstream media articles are spinning things in a certain way to promote a certain narrative and perhaps hiding certain facts. Um So we'll first kind of hear that, uh, what I'm almost calling like a media literacy training from FAIR.org to expose and critique mainstream media bias. And then that second piece, that regeneration, we'll hear from Stephen of the Center for Global Peace Journalism about what the alternative to mainstream media can be. What is peace journalism? What are the principles of what he's calling counter-narrative storytelling? Um, And then finally, Drew from The Breach, which is an alternative new um, media outlet based in Canada, is going to be talking about how the breach is putting these principles into practice of peace journalism and counter-narrative storytelling. Um, And their mission statement is actually journalism for transformation, which I think just absolutely fits the theme of what we're trying to say. It sounds absolutely wonderful, and like most of the, these sessions, sounds like a model to be built on to go and take and reproduce uh, and develop uh, around the world. Um, th- this is, as you said, also an annual conference of World Beyond War, and there will be updates from World Beyond War chapters around the world, what they've been doing for the past year, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can you touch on what what you expect to hear from any of them? Yeah, um, as you said, we usually start off our conferences with all of our chapter coordinators or some small amount of them who can be represented at the event, uh, sharing different report backs of what they've been doing around the world. And um, World Beyond War has really been growing, even amidst the pandemic. It's pretty amazing. I think we have something like 22 chapters across 12 countries right now. um, And many of those have started up during the pandemic. So I think we'll be hearing from those chapters of, you know, how they've dealt with the pandemic, how they still continued their activism in creative ways, whether through socially distanced protests and rallies and uh, things like that, or virtual events. Um, You know, we've seen many chapters kind of shift to an online model with book clubs, uh, speaker series, that kind of thing. Um, And it's been really inspiring. So we're going to be hearing from these chapters all around the world of of what peace activism and anti-war activism looks like in their communities. 
Yeah, I, I think in a lot of cases, local events have become global events uh, because of the internet uh, and people have have joined and participated as a global community in something that otherwise would have been local to one country or even one town, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's the, that's the premise of our conference too, as we sort of started off with at the very beginning, how our conferences used to be focused. And there was a benefit to that sort of honing in on a certain region. Um, for example, when we had our conference in Ireland, we were able to expose the U.S. Uh, complicity with Ireland and the way that the U.S. funnels troops and weapons through Shannon Airport. So there was a benefit of kind of going to these different locations and shining a shining a light on it. But then, as we said, you know, when we went virtual, it really did enable the conference to be much more international with participants from 33 different countries. So, yeah, I think that this, you know, that again, that's kind of the silver lining of the pandemic. We've really been able to make all these connections and and bring in speakers who, you know, we could never be bringing in someone from Palestine and Portugal and Afghanistan and Kiev and you know, all in one space. Yeah, the, the plane tickets and hotel rooms would be <laughs> would be a huge expense to do to have the best speakers on each topic from around the world in one physical place. Um, there, we have just a few minutes left. Greta Zaro, uh, No War 2022 is is going to also have music and art as part of it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the conference will start out with a performance by Samara Jade, uh, who is a modern folk singer and songwriter based in the United States. Um, and I recently, so my other job outside of World Beyond War is I run a farm, and one of our farm interns recently shared a song from Samara. Uh, and it just, I mean, instantly when I heard it, I said, this is a perfect fit for the conference. And it's just exactly in alignment with this notion of, you know, rebuilding the new world and this regeneration, economic, social, environmental regeneration. Um, so that's a perfect fit, and she'll be kicking off our conference. And then also a really special feature will have traditional Montenegrin music from Sinyavina that will be part of the conference too. And uh, they'll be kind of, as I said, zooming in from Montenegro and being able to share that with us. Uh, Wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, We've got a minute or two left. Uh, Can you tell people how they can keep up with what's being planned, uh, get involved, sponsor, endorse, uh, sign up to to attend, etc.? Yep. Yeah, you can go to the website, which is worldbeyondwar.org slash nowar2022. And there you will see the full schedule, which is being updated literally every day. That's my job behind the scenes, communicating with all the speakers. So continually, you can look back on there as more details are confirmed. You can view all the speakers' photos and bios that are confirmed so far. Um, And you can register as an individual. Uh, Organizations can endorse, which means that you agree with a conference, you agree with the theme uh, and you'll promote it to your networks. Um, Individuals and organizations can sponsor, as we talked about earlier, uh, which is you pay a little bit of money and it's on a sliding scale. And then with that, you get various perks, whether you have an ad in the program, a virtual expo booth at the event, etc. And you can also just buy a program ad too. If you don't want all those other perks and you just want to buy an ad, uh, that's an option as well. So lots of options. We encourage you to go to the website and get involved in any of those ways. 
So worldbeyondwar.org slash no war 2022, or just go to worldbeyondwar.org and you'll find it, I think. Um, Greta Zaro is organizing director at World Beyond War, where I am executive director. She is based in upstate New York, where she and her partner run Unadilla Community Farm, a nonprofit organic farm and permaculture education center. Greta Zaro, thank you very, very much for coming on Talk World Radio. Thanks so much, David. This is Talk World Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. Read or listen to today's Peace Almanac entry at peacealmanac.org. All past shows can be heard at talkworldradio.org. Talk World Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way.